DMV adoption in the U.S. is far behind what we're seeing in other countries. In our previous podcast, John Dunn, Vice President of Products with IR, talked about the factors that are causing that lag. In this podcast, we'll take a look at the impact this could have on retailers and card issuers. So it's not the retailers in the U.S. that are dragging their feet. It's more the card issuers? Well, that's actually another good point. Um, Figures show that the average point-of-sale terminal that can take an EMV transaction is about $500. US And as of the 1st of October, there was only about 27% of all point-of-sale devices could take an EMV transaction in the US. So there's another huge lacking there where the merchants themselves are well behind the eight ball in terms of upgrading their point-of-sale devices. So this October 1st deadline didn't seem to be a a major earth shaker. Uh, What's it going to take to to see the acceptance level reach in the U.S. what we have seen elsewhere? Well, I think it's going to take someone to really suffer from a fraud perspective for the urgency to wake up. And I was looking at some of the details behind this and uncovered something very interesting. The majority of the cost in going to EMV is not with the card issuing, right? The, the transaction processes have done their work. The card issuers can make a card very economically with an EMV chip in it. It's the $500 cost for every point of sale device to be upgraded. And that cost is worn by the merchants. Now, previously, the fraud liability would sit with the card issuer. Now it's going to sit with the merchants, So they really need to look at it as a risk mitigation factor. Am I going to spend $500 on a new point of sale device or am I prepared to take the risk on all the transactions I'm processing that they're not fraudulent? Now, to put this in perspective, US banks make $61 billion a year in the interchange fees from point of sale devices and fraud costs 30 billion. So that's for every dollar that the banks are making interchange fees, there's 50 cents in fraud that's going on. I mean, that's that's not a sustainable business model. Yet it's the merchants that now have to invest or they will be subject to that $30 billion fraud that they're not helping to prevent. The factor that hasn't uh, we haven't touched on yet is that as soon as you have an EMV capability, you have the ability to um, do more than just take, uh, you can do more than just payments. EMV actually has the ability to have multiple applications on the chip. And so you can start doing some much cleverer things in terms of loyalty programs or coupons, et cetera, that are designed specifically for uh, a targeted individual. So for example, you could issue uh, you know, a Best Buy credit card so that when someone's at Best Buy, that the, pay, the EMV point of sale device can not only access their, their card details to process the payment, but could also potentially access a Best Buy application on there and uh, understand their, their loyalty situations, what discounts there are available to them, what reward points they have. So you're talking about some some marketing benefits potentially, but then anytime it seems like anymore you go there, then you start to talk about some privacy concerns. Do you think maybe that's some of the hesitation as well? Is uh, you know, are there some some privacy concerns at least on the part of the user? Well, 
by the standard payment, the EMV transaction is actually more private than any other transaction. There's a unique transaction number sent for each payment taking place, which can't be associated by anyone other than the issuing card. But the point where you start getting to uh, store branded cards and it has some embedded loyalty tracking in there, then, then yes, that's that's a possibility if if people are innovative enough to start rolling those those elements out. What's your forecast here in terms of acceptance and implementation in the U.S.? Well, I think the the sweet spot right now is is clear clearly with the high value credit cards, and I think the EMV rollout on on credit cards to house household incomes of that seventy five thousand dollars and over that'll probably be complete this year this calendar year 2015. It's rolling out everything else that banks will stagger both from a investment perspective, but also a customer support perspective. They're now having to educate people to insert their card, leave it in while you process the transaction. It's not an ATM where you just stick it in and pull it straight out. You have to leave the EMV card in there. And they need to make sure that they're not missing transactions They've got enough customer support to make sure that uh, the, the, the technology shift is adopted, particularly by non-tech savvy users. So I think that 2016 will definitely be a year of maturing as it rolls out uh, across the broader population. And October 2017 is when the liability shift hits for uh, gas stations and there's a special dispensation for gas stations until October 2017, and they need to have, you know, card issuers need to have their systems in place, ready to roll well in advance of that. Otherwise, you'll have people driving into gas stations, not able to pay for their fuel and and stuck there on, on the phone to customer support trying to figure things out. That's all the time we have for today. For more podcasts on payments, unified communications, and other topics in the enterprise world, visit IR.com.